Hey everybody, it's your pal Signutron for another episode of Signutron, Spewtron. I know in the past couple episodes I've been focusing on some very serious issues and topics and now I'm going to start like kind of cutting back in uh, my usual artist guest and now this this episode we have some musicians here and holy shit, like this conversation, I, I record these intros after the, in, the interview and uh, man, I'm just still like buzzing from like good energy because like... Man, like Max and Vic are super cool dudes that form the band Omni, and uh, it's I, I saw their stuff and I was like, man, these guys, they know what's up. And and then from talking to them, it's just like I, I, I don't want to spoil it. Just you just have to listen. And I, man, I'm, I'm realizing more and more, and like as I attune with elements and stuff, like I, I'm an air sign, so an air is all about communication and stuff, and. I just, I'm doing uh, when I get excited about shit I fucking I just talk man like talk 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 so I do my best to make sure I listen too so and I and I acknowledge that I need to improve on that too I just get so excited so uh I think I get super excited throughout this episode many times and talk more than I should be listening but just a note out there to everybody I'm gonna do my best to focus uh, more on listening and uh, as well as talking, giving and receiving. It's very important that we're conscious of our character flaws so that we can balance them. But I mean, but I, th- I still think this is an amazing interview and I'm, I'm just calling myself out because I, I feel like I got really excited and just ranted a whole bunch, but also like they have super amazing, interesting things to say and I really dig their outlook on life. And you should definitely check them out. Omni Band at Omni band on instagram o h m n i band uh but yeah without further ado let's get to the interview before i spew and spew some more What's up, everybody? So I am here with Max and Vic from the band Omni. And, you know, it's crazy. I, I'm not even sure exactly how I saw you guys, but it popped up and then it really immediately stuck out. Um, well, well the, thanks for being here, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for having us, man. We're happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so there was um, something on Instagram and I saw it and I watched you guys' videos for zeros and ones. And I was like, oh, man, these I got to talk to these guys because like you have like a lot of like imagery in there. It's like sort of religious, sort of like spiritual, sort of like sciency and it, that's kind of like I've been building this irreverentism movement and it's all about like mixing science and spirituality and just digging deeper into like reality and what we even are, you know? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's weird how we kind of linked up like that. Um, you know, I've been following your stuff for since face off. Right I on. used to watch that show all the time. And, uh, I remembered you on there and I've kind of, we followed you and we followed you on our Instagram and, uh, we just released the video, and I was like, you know what? Let's add Sig Neutron. I like his stuff. I think I saw, um, what's that character you do, Augie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I have to say, that that is pure, that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the best way possible, of course, you know. But yeah. uh, So I, I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, let's add him. And I was going to send you the video, and we sent it. And I don't even think 
we had a chance to send you the message before you messaged us back and you're like hey man i love this stuff and yeah and that's guess... that's what it was yeah because when you uh i saw that you added me and then i was like omni what's this this looks interesting so i clicked on it and because uh, <laughs> I, I try to do my best to like look through people that like follow and stuff and just like because it's too often we forget that like all of these social media accounts are attached to like real amazing multi-layered multi-dimensional people you know <laughs> so it's like oh, and I, I saw it and i was like oh shit this is fucking awesome and it's it's interesting because yeah omni it was like the imagery and the name is what uh hooked me to like in, inspect it further and then yeah i was watching the video as you messaged me about the video <laughs> so it was, oh man it's uh it's how the universe it's, uh, works man what is that uh synchronicity oh yeah that's what it's called i think yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny how it works like that sometimes but uh I don't know. I had, it was a fun video to make. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it took a while. I don't know. How long do you think it took us, Victor? Uh, probably a good, like three to four hours, maybe. It took a while to find a place to record it, too. Right on. Yeah, fun. dude, the thing is, well, see, here, let's do this. Uh, so for our listeners, we'll play the song, and, uh, and then we'll talk about uh, the video and everything that went into it. So Perfect. Here is Zeros and Ones by Omni. Enjoy. <laughs>
And that was a uh, podcast magic. Hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude. So the, I mean, the visuals are amazing. Their locations are like mind blowing and stuff. So yeah, give me, give me the rundown on uh, the video and the song, like wherever you want to start. So we actually, I guess we could start with the video. Um, we took a while to like scout the proper locations and you know, we've never filmed anything like this before. You know, it's our first first video, and uh, we felt like the location is very important. So once again, we took a while to do that. We were thinking of doing, like, the Griffith Park Zoo. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we actually looked into this, what was that place? It was an old, uh, like, an abandoned mine. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot where that was. Where, where was that place where they had, like, the 1,500 earthquakes? Ooh. It was last year. It was... It was it was out there, so yeah. Due to the earthquake scenario, you know, we decided not to film there for mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. <laughs> Don't want to be falling. Um, yeah, but eventually we kind of like we through our research we found this uh, abandoned missile silo over in Chatsworth, and Whoa. it's where they used to store. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, dude. And that that place has vibes. I'll tell you, man. That nice. like crazy, crazy vibes. And uh, they used to store our, our anti-nuclear. Uh, atlas missiles there um so we we're like okay we don't need a permit to film there you know we talked to the griffith people they were like oh it's gonna be like 250 dollars a day plus like 30 bucks an hour to have someone just watch us you know so we we're like Ooh. okay i think we found the place <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i think we also we also filmed uh certain things like around you know we'd set up little sets and we incorporated this uh, baby head. I don't know if you remember the baby head from the video. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's sort of like uh, that instrument. It's actually an instrument. Most people don't realize oh, that. Oh, really? But it actually, yeah, yeah. That, and that's why we incorporated it in the, the, the video because it's so much like in the song. Uh, are you familiar with circuit bending at all? Uh, yes. And dude, I was like so into that when I was like 16 and I just never learned how to do it. And so I kind of just fell off, <laughs> but oh my God, I was uh, like, I just immediately got excited once you said the word again, because I forgot all about it. Uh, but, you know, um, it's kind of the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. If you want to explain like, it for our listeners in case they don't, they aren't unaware of what circuit bending is. 
Yeah, so basically circuit bending is when you take like um, old toys or, you know, kind of like junk that you wouldn't think is musical generally, you know, electronic stuff. But I've seen people do things with like funky springs and piazzo mics and stuff like that, which is like a contact microphone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you kind of make connections that aren't supposed to be connected in there and you you hook up knobs and switches and stuff to sort of control and modulate them. In, in essence, you turn the the toy or the radio, in our case, uh, into a, a sort of a synthesizer. Yeah. So, so that's what we did, and you know, we, we turned this baby head into a, <laughs> a you know, an instrument. Oh it's my pretty god. interesting. So. so you guys, oh my god! See, I did like this. I'm so excited, dude! Like, because I, like, <laughs> I'm like. It's it's come full circle. I finally know people that do circuit bending. Like it's dude. I had this idea like in it was when Guitar Hero was like super popular, but I never knew how to pull it off. I wanted to like circuit bend a Guitar Hero controller so that you could actually play it on stage as like a synthesizer. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. Yeah, right? I love that idea. Dude, do you guys know how to do that? Uh, I'm pretty sure we could work something I'm sure, out. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we could figure something out. Oh yeah. my god, that's dude, right. that's well, right. Can we use that? Absolutely. <laughs> Please do. And dude, well, you were talking just beforehand too, like possibly like you're putting out the call for looking for like uh collaborators and musicians and stuff that wanna collaborate, correct? Yeah, totally. You know, if anyone's interested, feel free to to send us a line, you know? Dude. So you... we were looking at it oh, I'm sorry. Oh go ahead. Sorry. Um I was just saying before all this corona business, you know, we were planning on getting our live shows and stuff up and running, but yeah, you know, I kind of put a wrench in Well, dude, if you yeah. circuit bend guitar heroes, count me in. I will be right there with like fucking rock on stage, dude. <laughs> be the first to know once we have sure. it ready. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm, we will. I'm so stoked that you guys are going to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen people, people do some crazy bends. Like I, I saw this one guy, uh, and I think one of Victor's, right? Your old teachers. He got, do you remember the, the NES like gauntlet thing? Oh yeah. The power glove. The yeah. power glove, yeah. I, I think he circuit bent it, so it did MIDI or something like that. Oh, my heart is swooning yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has videos online. You could check it out if anyone's interested or if you're interested. Nice. Dude, uh, I, I'm like, all right, sorry. I just had coffee, and then you're reminding me about circuit bending, and you guys do this, and now I'm like, <laughs> I've like completely derailed my train of thought to keep this conversation going because I'm like, let's just talk about circuit bending all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's like a, that's like a, a whole study on its own, really. Man. Well, so but okay. you know, it, well, go ahead. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's something that we totally like. You know, we embrace and we do, and you know, and we wanted to show that in the music video, and because this baby head is in there so much, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of show that to people, and you know, that's... let them know about it. Funny thing about the baby head too is it it makes screaming noises. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. this is awesome. <sighs> like like legit like screaming like creepiness. Yeah, yeah. And I we didn't build it to do that. You know, it just kind of did it on its own. We were like, really? ooh, spooky. Hit record. We're putting that on the song right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ghost notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely. It, it almost has like a like an oracle vibe. Like I. I when we're using it, we feel almost like, um, like you know, like um, a psychic seeing into the crystal ball. Dude, I'm kinda. telling you, like it's here's the, it's like 
I don't know how like spiritual you guys are or like have you delved into the occult or like uh you know, oh totally like, dude yeah see it's like it so the, the, uh, real quick like i had this crazy spiritual awakening like last year and uh ranny um who i work with all the time she started like channeling messages and shit and then she started channeling these like universal energies and then they were like guiding me to like learn quantum physics and like the occult and like indigenous cultures and like all of this stuff that it and they're like like so it's like i see how it's all fucking connected even though i don't understand it all but it's like, dude, sound <laughs> is magic. Like you look at, like I believe that we're like telling ourselves stories that to remind ourselves of like the true nature of our reality. You look at mm -hmm. Dune and like those motherfuckers had like like sound guns and like, dude, I think uh, like yeah, Dune is Dune. like, yeah, dude. And it's like, why does Dune and like Star Wars and shit, why does that resonate so like strongly with us? It's because like we're uh -huh. reminding ourselves of like the true nature of nature of the universe, dude. Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of a, uh... What's that frequency? 432 hertz? Dude, I every song I make on Fruity Loops uh, is I always uh -huh. tune it to 432 hertz. <laughs> it, you know, it is a soothing frequency. Like, I, I do feel like, ah, like <laughs> when, I, when I hear that tone, you know, yeah. it's relaxing. What's so weird is that, like, why, why do we tune everything to 440 when 432 is a solfeggio frequency and actually the sacred geometry works out and it's like perfect, like, numbers and harmony? So, why did we start tuning it? The Germans actually started tuning things to 440. So, I'm telling you, it's, it's like if you start digging into it, there's this whole rabbit hole conspiracy that they're trying to like keep us slightly off tune so that like people like uh -huh. don't, you know, like, because I'm telling you, man, it's like we just got to start like if you relate music to everything it's like it, music sounds good because the math works out right and the math is is every everything is math and which this is perfect bringing us back to your song zeros and ones so can you kind of like explain the uh the idea behind the the lyrics in the song so it's kind of like a critique on on where our modern society is at and you know as far as kind of like um relating to social media Mm -hmm. uh, so we're kind of all zeros and ones uh, in, in the eyes of these algorithms and in the eyes of like our society has changed uh, to form fit to these uh, social media platforms. You know, it's all about how many followers you have. It's all about, you know, you, you almost gauge someone's personal value on how much uh, how many followers or how how lucrative or whatever content they're pushing when, you know. It's all just kind of bullshit. Can I say that? Oh, yeah. Dude, I cuss all the fucking okay. time. <laughs> okay. Just, just checking. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, but, I... uh, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. So, kind of critique on it. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, and that's, that's another thing. Like, see, I knew we would have a great conversation. I just like, it's like, I, I think that we're all like, here's my theory is that, uh, it, the more you relate computers to like, people and consciousness um i truly believe there's a way to like conscious hack reality in your own body and i mean we see people do it with like people that can like handle extreme temperatures and stuff and like i've been practicing like the wim hof method in the pool and stuff. oh dude i was just gonna bring that up really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that... i haven't heard that in a while <laughs> yeah do you guys His practice breathing that technique too? Is crazy i've practiced it we've done it before yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on yeah it's so dude i'm telling you, it's like like, I just started watching Avatar, uh, the the last Airbender too, because like I seriously believe that like 
we, you know, it's called circuit, but it's fun. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I'm just like hitting overwhelmed with like all these connections. So like, it's like circuit <laughs> bending, if you look at that, like in like consciousness bending or like elemental bending, like, I think that we're in these, we're in these forces of like, I mean, this, this entire existence might be like a reality simulation, you know? I mean, it's proven that it, we are a holographic reality. Like everything is made of light. There is no matter, you know? And mm -hmm. so like, I'm telling you, like, if we just start like, figuring out how to think about things the right way that we can actually like, it's not even necessarily manipulating, but it's becoming a part of, because we are like a part of this like entire, we're a set, we're an individual part of a collective whole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're actually, I think through the laws of super positioning, uh, you know, it ties into, I'm talking a little, it's out there, you know, when you talk about quantum mechanics, oh, let's, let's and, get there, let's go. Um, <laughs> You know, we're actually sharing uh, electrons and like we're sharing particles with mm -hmm. the things around us, whether we realize it or not, mm -hmm. you know, from from what I my interpretation, what I've heard from it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when you're say someone uh, you meet someone with a really bad attitude or something or they have a really good attitude. Uh, it's not only that that's infectious on like an emotional level, but you might walk away feeling good or feeling bad because you're actually sharing those particles with that person, mm -hmm. you know, or, or that thing, or, you know, you go to that place, you go to the missile silo and, you know, that, that stuff works its way in there somehow, you know, through mm -hmm. some sort of, uh, osmosis, you know, definitely. Yeah. Like, like you said, places carry vibes, people carry vibes. And it's like, if you start breaking this down, we're all just waveforms and frequencies and certain frequencies mesh with other frequencies. And you can use your mind to consciously change your frequency. And like with the reverentism, that's what like, I think people stopped believing in magic because like, well, science and magic used to be studied as one, like back in the alch alchemical days and things like that. But then it kind of like mm -hmm. science started like inspecting the things that are observable and then spirituality started uh, experimenting with things that are unobservable. And if you start looking at all of these indigenous traditions and like meditations and all of these like ancient practices, and then you overlay that with like quantum physics, like science, then you start to see these amazing parallels start to emerge. And, and it's like, because everything is the mind, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and, and what's interesting too, is even, um, you know, across like religious belief systems, you do start to see these parallels as well. I don't know if you've ever, Oh yeah. You know, are, are you, are you a religious person? Uh, so I'm not religious because I believe like religion is like limiting and it's a dogma, but I, um, I'm a spiritual person because like I, I try to seek out the nuggets of universal truth in all of the religious doctrines because they're there, but they've been manipulated by man usually for like purposes of control and oppression. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm totally on the same page with that too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a Catholic school or going to Catholic school. So I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I just kind of saw through it in a weird way. Like why, mm -hmm. why, why are we doing this? Like if, if God or this energy is everywhere, why do I have to go here? Like if it's inside of you, if it's part of us mm -hmm. on a quantum level, uh, like, I don't know. I, I just, I put a bad taste in my mouth really early with uh, organized religion, I, I guess I could say. Definitely. Vic, how was, uh, what was your experience with, like religion and growing up? Uh, well, I always did go to, to church, you know, with my mom because I always had to. But thing is, it, 
<laughs> it was during when I was well, I was went when I was little, so mm -hmm. it was when I was still learning Spanish, and we always went to Spanish mass, so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I will always be there, but wouldn't fully understand it. Yeah, mm. but, um, just like certain things that they will keep repeating always didn't sit well with me, saying like, you always got to behave like this so you could be you know accepted in heaven. You can't do that. Or just like, there's like certain things you can and cannot do. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the, that's why I say it's so limiting because like the more I started diving into, we're sort of taught that like there's Eastern thought and then there's a Western thought. And the more you start digging into Western religious thought and Christianity and stuff, it like the modern day Christianity has been subverted by white supremacist colonialists when they came to America. And it was like they just warped it for their their white supremacy. And that's why you see like things like the like Trump and like the, all of these people that like are indoctrinated into this way of thinking that's so oppressive and it's so like limiting. Basically, I have this theory that uh, Jesus was a guy that was trying to show everybody that they, he, they could do what he could do. And then the Romans were like, holy fuck, like this Jesus guy is going around teaching people how to be fucking magical. We can't have that. We, we can't control people <laughs> that are magical. So then they fucking kill yeah. him. And then they rewrite his story to say that, oh, you know, that, yes, that guy, sure, he had magic, but you can't have it. But that guy had it, and you have to submit to that guy, and you have to submit because you are you were born into sin, and you must do everything you can to repent for even being fucking born, you worm, you worthless mm -hmm. thing, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been seeing a lot of these days, like recently, a lot of like, what would Jesus do? moments mm -hmm. you know like I, not, not to point fingers at anyone in, in in particular but uh it's like okay like you're all into jesus but like jesus wouldn't do that like jesus wouldn't talk to this person this way or or, or, or act this way act out in the way you're doing or you know mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's, it's and that's of, the thing it's like the original like what Christianity was built on was actually like Gnosticism and like ascension practice where you're here in this realm to actually like, is, this is a realm of limitation. I have, an, I have a theory that like the realm of matter is the realm of limitation because you can only uh -huh. have experimentation with limitations. So we have these factors like gravity and you know the, all the properties of the elements and things and what you do with them is up to you and how you experiment with them and um, but in the higher planes of existence there like of mind and consciousness there are no limitations there's like it, you know like time outside of time and time space when this like fourth dimensional mm -hmm. time space bubble so if we were these i think the, the, my theory is that we're these infinite minds like um points of awareness i guess is a better term you know you're one you is it essentially like we're all gods and we but we have different levels of experience and we collect experience by incarnating into bodies and being limited in matter so then that sort of develops who we become so we are like the sum total of all of our past and future lives and the decisions that we make in those lives and in and we bring that into the present moment to decide like what we go from there does that make sense yeah totally and and you could you know and it's like that to infinity potentially mm -hmm. You know, when you bring in things like the multiverse and you you bring in, you know, once again, the, the quantumness of things, mm -hmm. uh, it, it gets really like I don't think our minds could even really comprehend what, what's going on. Like, I, I feel like we can understand it in, in human concepts, mm -hmm. uh, 
but as far as like the full grasp of it where where it's like a it's like an ant trying to you know think about how to send a rocket to the moon or even know the moon is there like ant doesn't care ants just can't even fathom that yeah (laughs) that's that's a great uh analogy because like I think that we're we're essentially we were taught to be drones that you just work and die for capitalism and money and you know but like nobody really thinks about like what even am I you know and mm-hmm. and we're taught uh, from the very like even even science like mainstream science and stuff it it can be kind of like dogmatic and and sort of in a sense like a little bit closed minded because none of none of the mainstream scientists uh, want to seem like kooks and they can't get their papers published if they have a wild crazy theory or something like that so it kind of right. like in a sense that can restrict it too so we're taught like this is how gravity works these are the rules this is like newtonian physics now this is quantum physics and this is how it is but i mean we don't actually know what it is or what we are but this is how it is you know it's like you, we, yeah, think, and it, it's so close-minded, you know. Yeah, you gotta gotta be open to other things, you know, because you never know that the nature of our reality is—it's super strange, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also have sure. another theory that I think that physics works how they do because we were taught that way. Like, I think when we we're kids, like, dude, that's why I love—I love talking about like what people were like as a kids, and then we'll get into that in a sec. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, you think that you believe you can fly. You can believe you believe anything is possible until the world like beats you down and says, <laughs> "No, that is not possible." Screw your imagination. Get a job and die for capitalism. You know? <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, that sounds like a nightmare, dude. That, my, my my soul is dying just hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the <laughs> broad overarching storyline of our world right now. And you know what? That kind of ties back into uh, one of the inspirations for for zeros and ones. Uh, you know, there's some uh, lyrics in there that we wrote, you know, life in the hive on the ion rise, it's a frivolous ride, see the sunshine visions to me. Nice. And, you know, when our, our buddy Kurt, uh, aka Rozzy Phi KB, oh man, he's a sick rapper. Nice. But uh, he, we, when we wrote that, it was kind of like a critique on that as well. Like, you know, we're kind of locked into this system, like, wake up at nine, nine to five office job, you're in the hive, you know, mm-hmm. get it on the freeway when, you know, they, they beat that out of you as a kid. And it's important to like retain that, that level of creativity and that, that questioning and wondering, Oh, like, what, why, it, what if we do this or what about that? Or like, what if we move this here? Why, why does it even have to be like that mm-hmm. in the first place? You know? So that's that's kind of one of the things we wanted to put in into the song as well, and it seems like you haven't lost it at one bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're a creative, dude. Oh, thanks, know? man. Like that's you know, ever since I was so. All right, we'll go around and we'll all talk about like what we were like as a kid. Like for me as okay. a kid, I was like super. Just I had this need to break the rules, but like in a way that like respectfully break the rules. You know what I mean? Like I'm not out to be a dick or like screw anybody over, but like I just saw a lot of bullshit of like why like why why can't we wear bright colors and like why can't I wear women's clothes? Like why do I have to wear like like in my teens I wore a lot of women's clothing and every day of my life I got shit on for it. Like I was called the F word every day by grown men and like that just didn't understand me. And I'm just like 
Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I think I started internalizing that to where I stopped doing it, which is unfortunate because, like me, I'm like, man, why did I fucking stop doing that? But now I'm starting to do it again. But anyways, uh, do your thing, man. Do yeah, it. right. And and that's I just want to live on a planet where like everybody can do their thing because diversity is our our superpower, you know. And, and but everybody's like trying to beat everybody into this like just white homogenous mess that has no flavor, no substance, <laughs> no spirit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, just like, just bland, like, it's almost like try- everyone, sometimes, for me personally, like, you know, going through the whole school system and all that, uh, I felt like I was, remember those block things when you were a kid, and you have the, you know, the circle, the square, the triangle, the mm-hmm. star, the this, I felt like someone was trying to put a shape in the wrong hole, I'm like, no, this, this doesn't, this doesn't cut it for me, mm-hmm. you know, so... What yeah. Uh, yeah? What were you like growing up, Vic? Uh, so, hmm, good question. <laughs> well, I always uh, grew up playing with video games, so I always like, um, you know, playing on the. Well, when the first system I had was the, uh, what was it, Sega? Yeah. Sega was the first console I had. Classic. Yeah, and uh, so just like hearing, like seeing the, you know, eight bit, you know, the graphics, hearing the sounds of it. And then I'm um, just always listening to to the to the soundtracks they put. Always, you know, enjoyed that. They always, you know, hyped up the game. It always kept you like kept the adrenaline going. Like, oh, okay, yeah. the boss is here. You know, gotta gotta defeat him. Like, cool. They made some earworms, man. They made some what? They definitely made some earworms, some eight oh, bit yeah. earworms. <laughs> For real, I love that sound. So you know, just grew up playing video games, and then later down the road, um, like in middle school, that's when like I met Max. And, um, you know, right there, that's when uh, they were looking for a singer at the time. And um, that's when they asked me if I wanted to to join in and try it out. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, we're doing some covers and then started working on music. So from there, that's when, like, my, more like I started going to the musical side of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, from there, just started working with Max in middle school, just doing that for a minute. And then uh, for high school, we didn't see each other. So that's when I stopped working on music, just, mm-hmm. you know, kept working at school but then once we met up in college that's when we met up again like oh hey you know like how's it going have you been let's hang out and then started collaborating again and playing drums you know me playing like or learning to play bass and then you know messing around with the synthesizer that he has and just just, the synthesizer is a lot of fun it just reminds me of like all like the 8-bit tones from the video games yeah yeah and doing all the circuit bending you know just like it's like working a remote controller and with music. I don't know. It's just it's just like that aspect of like working with all that. It's just it's just amazing. I love it, man. That's awesome, dude. I, yeah. How old are you guys? I'm 27. I, I just turned 27 yeah, okay. in March. Yeah, I'm I'm 32. I think I'm turning 32 this year, so I'm 31. So yeah, so we no, kind no, of nice. like we're we're coming like you guys. I think you still caught that. Uh, Definitely, I feel like if you caught the. Uh, video game the retro video games that immediately it sort of like combines us into this like culture that we just get each other you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah we we're we're kind of like both in the computer age too and that that sort of first started in the 90s we were kind true, of yeah. One of, yeah before us our our parents didn't grow up with that that was something they were born into mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think uh, i think we we have to advance technologically before we can understand our own existence. And I, th- I think that 
there there are these like conscious minds that that talk to us in our mind like i'm gonna i'm gonna lay some real crazy stuff on you guys so like Ooh. there are like higher dimensional beings and we sort of our personality attracts different streams of consciousness different archetypal energies uh and you could even relate this to like the greek gods where uh certain gods favored certain mortals and they would grant them boons um, because of, you know, their personality or their, their quest. And I think that we as, uh, points of awareness and human beings, I think we attract these certain, uh, universal consciousnesses and they sort of grant us boons, whether it's like personality or, um, you know, in a sense, like mystical powers. Um, and I totally, oh, right. And then, so to understand <laughs> where, like to understand this process, uh, it's been told throughout history as like gods and like you got the Christian God of like it's separate and we're just like lowly human beings. But really, like we're a part of the all the thing, you know, everything. So we I think we train in this realm of matter to uh, experiment and like iron out our psyche so that we can uh, ascend to higher levels of consciousness where there are ways of existing and being and things to do that we can't even understand because we're here in the realm of matter. You know, so you know that you, does that does make sense, yeah, yeah, so can you imagine like being a universal being that's like super like on the next level, and then you're going back to like ancient Greeks and you're trying to explain to the people in matter like what they are, like what would you say? you would be like, I don't even know they we didn't you didn't have the concept of virtual reality, so you couldn't tell the Greeks like. Hey, so you guys are, you know, those goggles you wear and those controllers and the video games you play? It's like you're in one of those. You know, it's like, it, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't exist yet. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so now like, that we've developed technologically, now that we can understand the concept of VR, we're building our own computers. Half the kids know how to code, and coding is like a universal language. So now we're able to start understanding. And the, the universal minds can start giving us more information because we have a greater technological understanding. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, I think he just blew my mind a little bit just now. <laughs> I hope mind so. is blown. Uh. <laughs> you know, but that, that that does make sense. Like, you know, you you, I've heard it before where you you don't like you don't reincarnate down. You keep going up. Mm -hmm. So once once like once we pass on. You won't become like a mantis shrimp or something like that. I mm. hope not, unless you're like a real asshole. You know? <laughs> it, it, actually, no, they don't get to be a mantis shrimp. Mantis shrimp have like the best eyes in the world ever. Really? Uh, what, what's worse than a mantis shrimp? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. A slug, maybe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, you keep evolving up, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I think whatever you are, I think part of the the crazy magic and the secret to self-discovery is being happy with whatever you currently are. Yeah. Because that's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And they do say true happiness comes from within. So mm -hmm. got to be comfortable in your own skin. I'm curious. Do, you, do either of you like meditate or anything? Uh, mm. Here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh... I've, I've never been able to truly like get into it, but are you familiar with David Lynch? Oh, dude, I loved it. I have actually have the lady in the radiator tattooed on my right arm. that says in heaven, oh. everything is fine. <laughs> oh, so awesome, man. <laughs> uh, 
but he he's actually like really into transcendental meditation yep. so i've kind of I've, I've kind of dipped my toes into that a little bit but i don't know i i keep looking into it but i get conflicting information on how it's done like i keep mm. hearing about how it's awesome and this and that like do you just sit there and relax or I, i'm not sure if i'm even in doing it right Dude. But it's something I've been interested in. Oh my god! Like, see, like I knew we're talking exactly when we're supposed to. Like, I, dude, I got so many like tips and things to like offer you. But like, see, the way that I like to impart and teach people is like I teach without teaching. I say like I tried this. This works for me. Give it a try. See mm -hmm. what it works for you. Like I take a very science based approach to a spirituality. Mm. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of people out there that are like buy my book and and this is the way to do it and this is the only way to do it. And it's like. I, yeah exactly yeah and it, yeah. it's like that's i'm trying to avoid that because like this is basically like i'm trying to find the open source like format for everyone to like you know basically start interfacing with the program of reality you know that's my goal mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah um so yeah dude after like after this i can we could talk like all day about like tips and stuff, but I really think that you guys oh, would sure. benefit from it because your understanding of technology is already like you're like, you guys are really smart in technology. And if you start meditating, oh, you're going to start seeing like overlays of between these like quantum theory and, and meditation. And it's like, basically just look at yourself as a computer and the, the meditative state is like the cosmic Bluetooth, I call it. And to sync with the Bluetooth, you have to know the, the right key or the right code or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how Bluetooth works, but I, I, I guess I'm saying it right. <laughs> but, um, you have, you I'm have not to sure. I, I don't Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, from what I understand, it's like you have to, you have to, uh, the two devices have to be able to communicate, basically, to connect, you know? And these, mm -hmm. this is what I think each element has a specific Bluetooth uh, code that you connect um, with through like oneness. And, uh, and then once you connect with these elements, you can actually like start to work with them as them rather than a lot of people think like, you know, it's manipulating or like bending or like um, controlling elements, but it's not controlling because you become part of it. Like I've been like mm -hmm. practicing in the pool and like, I'm serious guys. Like I think like I'm breaking some laws of physics here, but I've figured out <laughs> how to just stand in the deep end of the pool straight up and float uh -huh. with my head above the water. Like I, I oh, what? yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, it's crazy. Like I just like, I breathe in this air and I just like kind of like hold more air inside of me and I'm just like weightless and I'm just floating there. And it's like, this came like the day after I did this crazy meditation and like, uh, like, purged like things from my lungs and stuff and it's like dude i i can't even like explain it but like i think i'm onto something here and i think that everybody needs to like have a meditative practice and start exploring the depths of your own mind and your connection to everything because like i think the reason why x-men was so popular in our lifetime the cartoon remember uh, uh -huh. it, it because I think that we're going to start seeing that in real life. I think people are going to start emerging with like what you would call like superpowers or, but basically they're just plugged into the cosmic quantum sphere of everything. And then it's going to cause this huge political like upheaval and that people are going to be really scared of what they call mutants or anything, but it's really just like people like super in tune with our nature of our reality. <laughs> hmm. Have, have yeah. you tried the sensory deprivation chamber at all? 
I, I haven't got to be in one of those yet, but I use the pool as like uh, the, one of the most, the first time I had like an insanely mystical, profound meditation was when I rigged up some pool floaties and I just floated weightless and I just like went into my meditative state and I saw rainbow colors and I heard voices and it was like seeing like angels and divine, whatever you want to call it. Oh, dude, if, if, if you like that, you would definitely like the sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah, seriously. It, it, it's, you should try. Are, are you from LA? You're from LA, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, there's one over in Westwood. I, I heard about it from the, the Rogan podcast. I'd never, you know, even thought about doing so. I think I saw it on Altered States once mm-hmm. in, in that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, and I was always kind of like, ah, it's whatever. But, uh, I actually, we went and tried it and dude, it, blew my mind like really? you do see yeah like you float there and you really feel like your body is the is a shell and you feel the real you which is your brain you just feel like a brain in a jar yeah. and you realize yeah, oh what you feel at the pool is exactly what we felt at the at the chamber oh, no, yeah okay. but, so, but, yeah describe uh, sorry uh describe each of your experience because i'm so interested to know um i think the first time we did it uh we went venice. yeah we went to the venice one which is really nice because you know you go into this this uh it's a little quiet back area you go into the tank it looks like this giant like walk-in freezer thing it's probably like the same thing you just repurposed it but uh, <laughs> you go in and there's this like foot of water in there and the water's really thick and um once you get past all of that and the silence and the darkness like you, you start to your mind starts to wander and once that starts to sort of like settle you get into this real like meditative state and once you get there that's when things get weird like yeah uh you'll see like mist going by i i think i saw a red mist one time and Whoa. it just went across my vision and then it just disappeared nice different things or you might hear stuff or your body has a weird reaction to being in the absence of external stimuli mm-hmm. so your, your mind, you know, once again, it might start wandering or you might start getting weird, like leg twitches, you know, because it's your body saying like, I need something. What's <laughs> going on? This is Where not a natural. I? Yeah, not a natural environment. But uh, after you get out, get past the freak out phase, that's when you really start to settle in. And I, like I said, I, I came into the the realization that either this is what it's like like what I'm truly like, this is either what it's like to be dead or like just floating out in space mm-hmm. just for eternity. Like you don't feel claustrophobic in there at all. It's, nice. it's really, it feels expansive. Nice. What, yeah. how, how was your experience, Vic? Uh, so I believe it was the first time or second time we went. We went like countless times. It's really fun. But yeah. um, I remember one time we were in there because I think it's a minimum of two hours. Mm-hmm. So I was in there and like maybe the first like 45 minutes to hour and a half like i because it's so dark you know you, you're floating on super salty water and you're just there just floating like you said like you're floating in space or what, what you said felt like in the pool you're just there hanging you know mm-hmm. weightless and um so i started like i, I don't know if like maybe because like i was using like the light for my eye to see anything but i in the darkness i saw like a nebula effect going on nice oh. uh, like had like the purple and like bluish colors and stuff and you know me like i was, might as well try to reach for it i got nothing to do better like see if it's real or not. i don't <laughs> uh-huh. know but I did that for a cool minute and it was probably like towards the end of the two hours where like i wasn't asleep i was i was like um 
I was still conscious. And then uh, I heard the guy knocking. He's like, all right, time's up. And I heard him, but I wasn't like, I felt like I wasn't in my body. I felt like wow. I was somewhere else. And then he was like, oh, like, Vic, they were calling me like, look, Vic. Vic yeah, he started okay? to get, he got a little mad, actually. He's like, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? What? Oh, yeah. Okay, time's up. All right, damn. <laughs> And I kid you not, I think if I was there for like another 30 minutes or so, I would have been somewhere else for sure. But yeah, I was, I was definitely somewhere. I was not in my body. (laughs) Yeah. You could do like a two hour session, but like once you get used to that, honestly, I feel like I could be, I could do like, I could do like four hours in there, maybe even six. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's That's kind of pushing it. Yeah. That's going really deep. I don't know, (laughs) but I, I think I could do it. I, I think you'd like it. You should try it. Dude, I yeah, I'm way into it. It's the the craziest thing that I've experienced too is that um so I've done like a lot of psychedelics. Like I'm very open about it. Um and mm-hmm. like I there I always had this like intuitive so as a kid I always lucid dreamed a lot. Um I don't know if you guys ever experienced lucid dreams at all. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. yeah. So it is basically, if, if our listeners don't know, a lucid dream is where you're awake within the dream and you can manipulate uh, the dream element based on basically just your mind. Whatever you think of happens, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always like, I would do like, we'd do like acid with my friends at like Burning Man and stuff. And I was like always the guy that nice. like knew how to get us back to our, our <laughs> things and like all this stuff. And then like, I knew how to keep everybody like happy and like keep them out of bad trips and stuff. And it's just like, it's all about yeah. like, you know, focusing on like, uh, you know, oh, you're starting to have a bad trip. Well, here, look at this shiny light, man. Look how cool that is, right? You know, like, it's like, and then they're like, let me oh, dazzle really you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so then I started to, once I got spiritual, uh, well, I, I became an alcoholic for like seven or eight years. And then once I became spiritual, that's when I gave all that up. Uh, well, not psychedelics, nice. but alcohol. Um, <laughs> so, um, and Psychedelics are way better for you. I'll oh, tell you. absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's like, um, it, you know, having once I started meditating and doing all this breath work and different techniques like this, uh, I started to have psychedelic experiences without psychedelics. So mm-hmm. I'm like, holy smokes, okay, there's some kind of link here. And then I start researching psychedelics, and then we're just told, like, hey, guys, like, drugs are bad, kids don't do them, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you, when you're on drugs, you're just on drugs, that's it. But there's, there's something, but, but they actually, again, it goes back to, like, they could say that, but they don't even understand what drugs are doing to the brain or our consciousness, yeah. and they don't even mm-hmm. understand what our consciousness is. <laughs> so True. it's like this big chain of, like, people making assumptions about our minds and stuff and, and it de- like insisting that they know when they, we don't even know what we are to start with, you know? And then they're saying, cause they're doing like recent studies that it's actually good for you. Like, you know, yep. small dosages. Oh yeah. Microdosing. Mm-hmm. Have you tried microdosing? I haven't mushrooms? tried it yet, but I mean, ex- I, like I, I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, not everyone should try any, any drugs, you know, not, they're not for everyone. And especially True. if someone has like some sort of predisposition towards, you know, any sort of schizophrenia or family history, maybe mm-hmm. not the best idea, but if you don't like, uh, I think doing a microdosing regimen of like two weeks, maybe take like one on Monday, wait two days and then take another one and then just do that for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've tried it. It, yeah. it personally like i i've had anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. um and it's it's helped me tremendously 
Nice. Yeah, they say it yeah. kind of like on the low dosages, it kind of like it like sort of expands your your programming a little bit and like you can start to see where you need to like defrag and clear out corrupted codes before you put yourself back together a little bit. Yeah, it is almost like that. But like it's not like you're taking like a crazy amount. Like mm -hmm. you're taking such a, a non-perceptual amount. Like mm -hmm. like like the babyest pinch and I don't know. It's interesting stuff. I feel like it does warrant further study and like more like all the psychedelic research. And there is more research. Wasn't it like just decriminalized in what where was that? Is it Oakland or San Francisco or I think so. Yeah, it's it's on the way to like they're starting to see like psilocybin and mushrooms and stuff, especially they're like seeing the benefits of it. And so we're we're on the we're on the track, man. And, and again, this goes back to indigenous cultures. Like they knew the power of these mm -hmm. like uh, plant medicines like a long time ago, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. As they say, the 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 nature has like a cure for everything. You just need to find it, really. Mm -hmm. Nature is is the best at prototyping stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely, man. <laughs> so you gotta look to nature. Both good and bad. Both good and totally, dude. Yeah. And, you know, we do that even too with like our music. Say we're like stuck. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, we're trying to get a sound or the sound isn't sounding right. What what can we, oh, let's look up bird noises or like, nice. let's look up, let's look up uh, what an aardvark sounds like, you know, or <laughs> whatever. That's awesome, man. And yeah. That's kind of. That's yeah. cool because yeah. yeah, that was kind of like bringing it to. I wanted to ask um, because like yeah, you guys have so many cool sounds in your uh, in your in your songs and your music. And thank you, thank you. It's it, it. What's cool is like because like I'm there too. It's like for one like Vic, you mentioned it. It was like though that eight bit noise. Something gets you fucking super pumped with that just mm -hmm. that sound, you know. And then there's also mm -hmm. like sort of like this garbly sort of lo-fi sounds that i really like but actually they're they're not necessarily if you break them down they're not like pleasant sounds but like to me i'm like yeah give it to me give it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's interesting taking like a sound that that's not necessarily meant to be musical even mm -hmm. and you know like something like the baby head or or, or any of the other instruments that we've built or, or gear you know you take something that's and you repurpose it you take that that bird call and you sound design it and you turn it into something completely different unrecognizable and uh that's kind of something we like to employ because we think it's cool i don't know yeah we just like to do that <laughs> yeah, that in there and yeah it's like oh it. like oh cool it's a song <laughs> yeah but sometimes it sounds really bad too like you gotta you gotta play around with it and you kind of just know when it's right really mm -hmm. it's just you just you just know yeah dude it's like it's I, I uh -huh. um it's funny because like uh, like in the podcast like uh, last year i was using the analogy that we're all synthesizers and most of us and we have all these knobs and crazy things and different you know envelopes and all this stuff that we can change but everybody is just like hitting the keys like they are they're not even exploring the the knobs and all the bells and whistles because they're afraid they look at it and like oh shit what is that i don't know or and some people don't it's even know we have those knobs yeah <laughs> or some people you know you could even I, we like to know what's inside of there like what's going on inside of that and like can we make it sound better like can we, what, what does it sound if you mod it or something mm -hmm. or like uh you know yeah we, we, we like to explore it a little deeper than just the the, the priest 
yeah, and then just the surface level or like the the presets. Like a lot of people nowadays with with uh, DAWs like Logic or um, Pro Tools, they they just go through the synthesizer setting uh, and they just preset, hit play, hit the keys, and then they're done. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we kind of like to. We appreciate the value of the actual analog piece of gear, or even yeah. if we're using a cool plugin, uh, we'll dive deeper. You know, we'll, we'll mess with the knobs. We'll try to use it in ways that it's not meant to be used. You know, we'll route things weird, or mm-hmm. you know, just just try to to come up with new new sounds that we've never heard before. And you know, it's almost like coming up with a new color. Them. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of is. I never mm-hmm. thought of it like that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> or, or, or even like a, a shape, you know. I, yeah. For me, when when I see music, I, I see it in like shapes and colors yes. and textures, even. I'm, dude, I'm and, so uh, glad you're bringing this up. Like, and I think the the word for it is like synesthesia. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have that too? Yeah. Do you have that? Yep. Oh, dude, my brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's kind of like what we use to to make the sounds too yeah so yeah like i've always like naturally sort of like saw music and you look at like the little valleys and like where each element fits and things like that um but then since i've started like doing meditations and getting really in tune with myself i all of my uh interactions with people now i start to i start to see their energy as as uh shapes like an abstract shapes and concepts and so i i start connecting with people on a much deeper level of like seeing their energies and like and i i start giving people advice based on like what i feel their energy is it's so strange it's really hard to Mm -hmm. describe but it's like fucking awesome dude (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting how it kind of chooses its moments too like Mm -hmm. you might get a smell of something even and you're like hmm that that smells kind of bumpy. Like it's got like a it's it's, it's got like a, a small little bump to it, you know. Or oh, that that's kind of a velvety taste or smell, or it sounds velvety, or I don't know. It's, it's interesting how it works like that. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, like if after this conversation, like if I would love to like collaborate with you guys musically and stuff. If you if you're down, like oh, okay. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah right totally. On. I think, the yeah. what's that like the more people the better <laughs> right on yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think there's for me the music when you bond like is, with people like you're like on on levels outside of music it starts to show up in the music you know mm-hmm. so totally and, oh, go ahead yeah no i was listening i was listening Oh, uh, so yeah, when I was in a band uh, in high school, we were astrodisiac and um, I was super into like electronic music, like 8-bit, all this stuff. My drummer was really into um, like like hardcore, like metal, like double bass drum, like just blast metal type stuff um, or hardcore at the time they called it. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then my bassist, he was into like punk rock uh, and stuff. So we came together to make this like very strange amalgamation of different influences. So like what are what are each of your guys' influences that you bring to like the musical table? Oh, wow. I mean, that that's such a broad question because mm-hmm. I have so many influences, you know, even even things that aren't musical kind mm-hmm. of influence me. And that that's, you know, as far as. Uh, movies I watch. I'm really a big fan of Stanley Kubrick and nice. um, Quentin Tarantino movies, and even like old 
like uh, like pulpy, like B movie exploitation y nice. type films. Uh, which you could actually see that influence in, in, in our work and you could hear it in our mm-hmm. work. Uh, and you could definitely see it in zeros and ones for sure. That's kind of one of the inspirations behind it mm-hmm. uh, aesthetically. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, uh, band wise too, uh, I really like craft work and, nice. you know, nine inch nails and system of a down and, you know, even crazy, like satanic death metal is mm-hmm. super awesome too. You know, I, I appreciate something and everything, uh, you know, listen yeah. to some like, you know, Banda music even. Nice. That's some <laughs> shreddy guitar, dude. I, I, <laughs> I've been digging the Vonda lately. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I kind of just grab from it. Bruce Lee is actually a big influence on me as well. Nice. Yeah, dude, he's, uh, his philosophy is very... Uh, you start listening to what he's saying, and again, it's like the, all these universal undertones of, you know, just like martial arts is there too. It's like it, it, like the way that martial artists m- master their minds and, and their bodies and stuff is you can do that on many different levels, musically, artistically. Like it's all this like interface between you and everything else. Yeah, and his whole philosophy of Jeet Kune Do, like back mm-hmm. in his, his, back in those days of martial arts, uh, everyone was very in their own style. Like there was a judo guy, there was a karate guy, mm-hmm. you know, there was, uh, you know, sumo wrestler whatever your thing was Mm -hmm. and he's like no like why can't i combine that technique and that technique and make my own like amalgamation so Mm -hmm. that's kind (laughs) of like where i'm at with the music you know just kind of i think i believe his the saying was absorb what's useless reject what's useless absorb what's useful reject what's useless and add what is specifically your own nice dude that's great which is that's awesome. Like, it just, I, it made me realize that, like, that's what I'm doing with, like, a reverentism and, like, spiritual interfacing is, like, I'm just, like, picking through all these different theologies and occult things and, like, what what works and then putting it together and, like, in my own way and then encouraging everybody else to do it. Because, like, if you come up with your own spiritual practice, I'm telling you, like, it, it's real, man. Magic is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, you could take something from this person, that person, like, even Crowley. I mean, he was mm-hmm. kind of a controversial figure and... You know, but he had some good stuff to say. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Oh, dude, I love he, Aleister he, Crowley, man. Like, I, yeah. I think a, the way that he promoted himself to, like, kind of scare people and he thought it was hilarious. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's actually in one of our songs. We put him in one of our songs. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Got so, like uh, Vic, what's your inspirations, and in, both musically and non-musically, I guess? Well, it's interesting how... I don't know. Well, because, okay, my main, like, genre music is, like, metal, thrash metal type. Mm-hmm. So it's always, like, fast and aggressive. Um, so it's, you really get that right now, which is funny, which is the opposite. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, basically, you know, just mess around, like I said, like, just have different influences, uh, Linkin Park, uh, just, I don't know, like, lo-fi music, just synth music, just, or even techno, just different sounds that they come up with, and then, for like the non-musical aspect, like well, in video games, uh, video games and movies, because movies, I uh, like the the foley that people use and yeah. some interesting sounds that they make. So we like to like, do a lot of that. Yeah, so it's like recreating sounds. Like oh, you know that just sounds good. Not that I'm you know take that exactly, but 
you know, like, oh, okay, they made that sound out of a carrot. Huh, let's see, what can I make out of this? You know, like, uh-huh. yeah. aluminum foil or something, you know, just grabbing like random stuff and then just using it in there and tweaking it. And I don't know, just, just using that. Oh, dude, one time we literally mic'd up a jar of mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we literally got <laughs> a mic and we put it next to this jar of mayonnaise and we were like doing stuff with mayonnaise. I don't know if we ever used that for anything, did we? <laughs> well, not for the song. It was like because uh, for a project I was doing um, for school where. Oh, uh, right, right, right. It was for post production. Um, yeah. The project was I grabbed like a 30 second scene from. Uh, it was like from uh, from um, Bleach, and um, just using the mayonnaise because uh, like the, a character, his arm got sliced off, so we we got the sound from the mayonnaise to kind of sound like it sliced the arm off, so we would use that. Nice. Yeah, so just like you know, that's I think it was awesome. for that one, pretty sure. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's, for anybody listening, uh, like Foley artists, like I, as a kid, I saw um, a behind the scenes for Ren and Stimpy, and how they would do the. Mm. Um, the sound effects and there was just like a person like squeezing a wet rag in a bucket and i was like holy shit that's a job like i was so like oh this is amazing you know and like dude even now like uh like ranny will be like mixing up some macaroni and cheese and she's like dude you should record this sound and like i'll like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like uh dude i love it that makes me so happy man like you guys are like my I new did. favorite people i'm so glad that we're like connecting right now oh thanks likewise man i'm yeah. having a good time <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to meet like like-minded people. Cause, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of hard to find these days, at least in my experience. You know, find people who are kind of in the same frequency, but maybe not really. Not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so think a lot of people like to stick into their own circle and just like people like those type of people and don't want like anybody else like that seems weird or odd to them because you know it's weird and odd to them. But you know, who knows? Like with that person. It will open up something new that it's a new experience that they would like and they wouldn't know because you know they're not open to it yeah absolutely i mean dude weird and odd people are my favorite people me I love, too i love you i love you guys i love you guys <laughs> right back at you man and see that's yeah. that's the thing and then like it's so cool that we're having this conversation and just kind of like i love deconstructing everything and like if you look at like each one of us like we appreciate like, I mean, we, like, even if we're just judging on music, like, the way that we make music, I do the same thing, is, like, we use non-musical elements as inspiration, and then, like, we're, like, cross mm-hmm. crossing concepts into abstract things that don't really make sense, but, like, really everything is connected, and, you know, our personalities, we appreciate the weirdness of everything, so then that sort of, like, yeah. resonates into the people that we appreciate, and we encourage, and we seek out other people that are different from us, because we want to, like, see where they push the world and push reality, and then it's, like, it, because that enriches our experience, you know? It's, like, I like to see what people, else, what other people can do, and what, like, weird things that they come up with, and I think a lot of people... Uh, us like weirdos sometimes I think we sort of we kind of like resort into like hermits a little bit because the things that we do are like there's no fucking way that somebody else like thinks a jar of mayonnaise is, is amazing you know like, <laughs> <laughs> hey every sound has its place man it really does <laughs> yeah it makes the world interesting I have to say and you know working with people or, or being around people who are, are different than others um, you know like you said, it brings a new perspective. Uh, they don't they don't think like everyone else does. So it's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So uh, in the video, I, I thought it was pretty interesting because you guys posted it on like March 22nd. Uh, and then uh -huh. in, in the video, there's a there's definitely like a hazmat theme to it. Uh, and did, was this, did you guys, uh, was the pandemic thing kicking off before you guys made the video or? Oh, dude, that's funny that you even say that. It we totally actually, did. Like, did not plan it at all with the pandemic. No. Uh -uh. We just uh, thought of this like in December before any of that was announced. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so December, we were like planning to get the gear that we needed while we were planning where to record. And so, we're doing a lot of test shots and stuff too, just to try yeah. to like figure everything out. Yeah, that's uh -huh. when we had one camera available. That's when uh, you, Max, had your camera only. And then eventually uh -huh. I got my camera. So that way both of us could be recording from different angles, you know, getting different footage to add to, to the video. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did not, we just liked the idea of like wearing the hazmat suits and, and the mask and. Uh, Actually, we use. Yeah, go ahead. I think the influence, the the inspiration. Remember, we were we were talking about like, oh, do, what should these these people look like? Like these characters. We had an idea of maybe a mask or something. Um, like when my dad passed away, uh, I was going through his stuff, and we had this funky like mask, which is the 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 middle guy. It's mm -hmm. almost like a like a welding mask type thing. Yeah. Looks like a beekeeper or something. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, oh, we should incorporate this somehow. And I think we got the idea for the suits from Oompa Loompas, actually. Nice. Really? Damn. Yeah, I remember uh, on on Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the original Willy Wonka? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that that scene with Mike TV? Yeah. And he goes to the TV room, and do you remember their white outfits that they were wearing? Uh huh. So we we kind of wanted to do something with that aesthetic. And it just coincidentally, we were we were trying to find like outfits, and we were like, oh, you know what? On Amazon, there's some hazmat suits. We should just get those. Those look kind of like awesome. It, it kind of reminds us of that. So, uh -huh. one thing led to another, and then we were like, oh, let's get some gas masks. That might be cool. Kind of do like a Oompa Loompa beekeeper bee type thing. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and then. I mean, it, it is possible that some of the, the corona thing, you know, through osmosis made its way in because it was sort of a thing that was going on. Uh, but I don't think it was going on in November. No, yeah. that barely all was announced in January. Yeah, so we, we figured the suit out thing, like, way quite before. a... Yeah, we had, yeah. Then we recorded in January at the location at the missile silo. Yeah, and I recorded some in uh, France, too, at the... Oh, yeah. the the cemetery there nice actually that was the first footage you recorded was, was it because we wanted uh you were trying to get um footage from the catacombs instead oh um, yeah but there was yeah. a protest going on so that's why you just used the gravesite mm -hmm. yeah so uh, it was th those shots are actually from uh the, the the cemetery jim morrison is buried at oh wow yeah so um, i went to go visit his grave and see oscar wilde's grave and just kind of walk around there and it's just a really old cemetery it's like 300 years old or so wow so just kind of getting cool shots trying to capture some ghosts on tape or something oh i remember <laughs> something freaky happened i think uh was it like a song or repeat or something oh that was the first time i went there oh, that's, For, that's the first time oh, okay. the first time i went to the the cemetery there um i had my iPod on on the doors. Mm -hmm. like I just put it on shuffle or not on shuffle on the the artists you know playlist. And I was playing and uh, I went in. I was listening to the doors. Saw the 
gravesite, walked around and came back. And as I was trying, I, I was leaving the cemetery. I was trying to change my iPod off of the doors mm-hmm. and it wouldn't change. Like it was mm-hmm. stuck on the doors and my iPod, like it never done that before. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. What, was it stuck on a particular song? No, it was just stuck on like all, it was just going through my, all the door songs that I had. So it's just stuck on that artist. And then once I got out of the cemetery and we got into the the subway, mm-hmm. I was able to change it. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. Freaky, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I, that, that place had vibes for sure. There's yeah. a there's an entity that like a universal archetype that we work with, uh, and we we know him as Papa Legba. Which um, I realized they were teaching us about these universal archetypes through old uh, old like deities and things like that because the the deities and stuff is a context. Like think if you were like a mind and trying to get like a universal mind and trying to get someone to understand a point, you would have you would yeah. need context to to teach them, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Papa Legba, he's like. He's also synonymous with like Hermes and stuff. He's like the messenger of the gods, um, but he's like always given me, and he's like super like hilarious and like witty, and he's always given me messages in songs. And uh, there, yeah, there was this crazy time where we just got back from New Orleans and we had these chicken feet, and our dog like was chewing one up, and we're like, oh shit, like <laughs> what do we do? Like, uh, and this is already after like Randy had been channeling and stuff, and then like literally right when Randy said like what do we do, the song in response like it was uh, a Cab Calloway song, it was like a chicken ain't nothing but a bird, and it was just like oh, oh like holy <laughs> shit, dude, like crazy man. And it, it ties into that that synchronicity thing. That's yep. like synchronicity right there. And and you know to to touch back on the the religious aspect of things, uh, you know, it's almost like these moments, whether they're coincidence or not, they're they're strange for sure. It's just like a wink from the universe, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> I I hear things when I wake up. Sometimes like I'll, I'll hear a remnant of a voice or something. And just yesterday, I heard that like when you fix yourself uh you're you're repairing like a fractured reality and the so i'm I'm, i have this theory that i think like once you start repairing like yourself like you're you start to this synchronicity field starts to emanate from you and then coincidences happen and you attract things and so but it's like it's all you but it's like it's what you think about and stuff but it's, it's it's i don't know it's just a concept that i've just sort of started thinking about but yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. It's weird stuff. Yeah. It's freaky. I, th- I think our <laughs> I, I think our souls are like black holes, actually. In uh-huh. a sense, yeah. And I, like I'm I'm working on a theory there, but it's it doesn't make any sense yet. But I just like the thought came to me, and it was like, okay, well, I just need to think. So maybe think think about our souls as a black hole and see what you can expand on that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stew on that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I also think there's a black hole in the center of the earth because they don't actually know what's in the center of the earth, but they know it's dense, uh, but they've never seen it. So I'm I'm thinking there's a black hole in the center of the earth. and that's... Yeah, they've never drilled past the crust. Yep. They've never gotten down to the, yeah. I don't know. It's and all if, speculation. Yeah. And if you, once you get deeper, the pressure increases. So if you're thinking about like pressure increasing, like that's a different state of awareness and being, uh, you know, like depending on pressure. So, and also I think it's really cool to think of like, when you look at outer space, we always think it's up there, 
but really like it's there is no up or down in outer space so it's Mm-mm. like you're you could essentially when you look up you could be looking down you know and and we forget that outer space is like straight up like pitch black nothing you know like when there's no like we spend so much of our time in cities with lights that we think oh there's Mm -hmm. always just light everywhere but actually like there's Mm -hmm. no light in outer space it's like straight up black (laughs) you know oh dude it's so hostile in outer space (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I saw this interesting model it was a 3d model of what they think our our universe uh looks like like after the big bang happened mm-hmm. and then they have this like 3d model on you. I think you could look at it on your computer. You could, uh, kind of move your mouse and look all around and it's pretty, it's, it's freaky. It's nice. like our, our universe bubble, what we look like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's blows your mind when you think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, once I've like really started to like, I was good because I got really into alchemy and I'm all about like distilling the wisdom from any situation that I'm in. And when I watched your guys' video, like I got, I, it really gave me chills, like, like straight up. And wow, thank you. Yeah. And it's like once you start to appreciate the deeper un- underlying things of like creation and stuff, like you're like, wow. And like I felt the powerful symbology that you guys were combining. And, and I know that like everything has many different layers, but like for me, it's mm-hmm. like, I could see like, cause you have, you have the graveyard and then you have like a religious imagery and then you have like the pandemic. And it's like, I, I see this death mm-hmm. of religion happening in our modern era because like, it's, it's almost like we're going into an enlightenment phase of humanity and things are chaotic right now. And there, there has to be mm-hmm. like some sort of death that happened so that we could be reborn into a, like a more higher ascended consciousness. Like and a phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, it does feel like that. It feels like someone's kind of hit the reset button on uh, on everything right now. And, you know, and, and even like religions are, are starting to adapt, like the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the Pope is he I think he is even a proponent of evolution, which I think maybe like 15 years ago, that wasn't the case mm-hmm. or what maybe so. I don't know. I haven't been in that world in a while, but yeah yeah things things are changing i think that the mainstream religions like are changing because they have to because they they're they know they're losing people you know like mormonism and stuff they're like oh now it's okay if you're gay like that's fine uh just just Mm -hmm. don't leave just don't leave (laughs) us you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah we need people come on come on stay stay So where did you guys uh, get the, where did the inspiration for Omni the, come from, the name of your band? Uh, where, where did that come from? It was a while ago. Uh, I think, okay, I remember. We were kind of just looking for names. Uh, we tried a few. They didn't quite stick. They were just kind of like a little corny. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually we were like, okay, what are we into? Like, we like all these things. You know, and and taking that sort of Jeet Kune Do philosophy mm-hmm. of of uh, you know absorb from all these different styles and make it your own. Uh, Omni, I think we looked at a mic or something. We we're like, oh, this mic is omnidirectional, mm-hmm. which is means the mic it doesn't just record in one direction mm-hmm. in like a, a heart pattern or, or or you know if you're familiar with microphones, mm-hmm. it re- it records all around it essentially. 
So, you know, we're like, um, ohms, omni, okay. It means like all encompassing, all everything. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just, that's where we took the inspiration from. And we, yep. we just changed it a little bit too, because we thought it'd sound cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you said the multi-directional with like the, the ohms, the, the measurement of wattage, because we always, you know, circuit bending. Or that too. Around. That too, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So what, yeah, what is an ohm in circuit bending terms? Uh, an ohm is just like a unit of of measurement uh, to, you know, I I only know so much too, but uh, like when you have a, a multimeter, you could test the ohms of a, a specific part. So it kind of, you know, it's just a certain measurement of voltage, I guess you could say. Interesting. Because, yeah, and then there's also yeah. the level of like the ohm in like spiritual, like, classical like the they do ohms like monks and things do ohms uh as and like that's a, why we yeah, i'm sorry yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead and, and uh that's why we uh changed the name too to ohm at the at the beginning so mm-hmm. it's kind of has that like ohm thing in there too so it's kind of tying in the religious and and all of that that mm-hmm. stuff in in one name yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then that that reminds me of like I I've said it like so many times that like you guys are like oh this guy and his fucking theories man. There's I have another theory that we each of our consciousness like what we are our soul or whatever is a primordial sound like an ohm, and imagine that it, this kind of ties into string theory like imagine you and your soul as a string that goes like from the it starts and again like this is you guys use the alpha or the omega symbol for your you know for the omni Mm -hmm. and so it starts at the beginning and the end that's your soul your soul um string right and imagine that as a string of a cosmic guitar and then when you want to incarnate in space time somewhere on that ring of the infinite then you're like imagine your soul as like a um as a, like a, I don't know, like a crazy cosmic deity or something. And then you put your finger on the fret of like at a point in time space where, so our bodies anchor our mind into a point in time space. So your physical body is like your finger on the fret of a cosmic cord of infinity. I like that. That's deep, man. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. We should write a song about that. Right? Dude, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down yeah yeah dude so i mean we'll see like how like all this coronavirus stuff but like maybe we can collaborate like uh via online somehow we can send things back and forth i do a lot of like free loop stuff um i i'm oh. in no way like professional or great or anything i just <laughs> i just like making music you know but uh, oh i mean same here we kind of just we just kind of just pick up an instrument and play it and yeah. you know it might sound bad until it sounds good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta do it your way. It's yeah. the way. It's the secret to life, man. Like you gotta experiment. You gotta keep doing, it. and that's where most people fail because they'll try once and it didn't sound good right away. So they're like, "Oh, I bet it sounds like shit always." And it's like, "Nope, you gotta refine oh, no, that, man." man. Totally. Yeah. Do Do you play instruments? Do you play anything? Uh, I played the uh, keyboard. I had a guitar until I, I lost it. I, I had the. I think I uh-huh. ordered the very last Roland AX7 that was ever available on the internet back in when I was like sixteen, Ooh. and oh, it, nice. it got basically stolen. And I'm really sad about it. Uh-huh. Oh, dude. Yeah. But also, I play uh, any kind of percussive instrument. Like I, I, I play a mean djembe. 
you know. So. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, we 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 both play drums. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. kind of play a little bit of everything, really. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, For some yeah, reason, I have training on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying I have training on drums, but uh, everything else I kind of just jam. Nice. Yeah. Stringed but... instruments never never seemed to like. I just couldn't swing it i don't know man it just never never like processed correctly <laughs> i've kind of found though when you learn one instrument mm -hmm. there's a lot of crossover mm -hmm. so everything that i've learned from playing the drums uh i i bring that to how i play guitar or you know i'm learning the saxophone right now so like you know trying to play that i kind of it kind of you see the connections mm -hmm. how they maybe, maybe it's just like the way I'm using my synesthesia or whatever, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Definitely, especially with uh, like melodic instruments, like a keyboard or a guitar. Uh, I've found that people who play guitar usually have a really good that, that they have an easier time learning how to pick up the the keyboard mm -hmm. or vice versa. You know, M yeah. melodic instruments, but you know they might have a harder time doing percussive instruments just because it's a sort of a different workflow. Mm -hmm. um, I, so yeah. I started doing this technique where, because uh, again, like I'm all about just, I call it like psychonauts, you know, like that can also be applied to like psychedelics, but like just also experimenting spiritually with like mind meditative techniques. And I started doing this thing where I do automatic writing a lot, but then I was like, man, mm -hmm. what if I did like automatic singing? So I started, I made this beat and then I would start singing these, like singing along with it, but it was sort of like scat, but also like. I started like fucking speaking this language that like sounds like a legitimate language that I have no idea. And I think that like I might be jostling something loose with like, I think rhythm helps you remember like past life stuff. And uh -huh. I got to send you guys some of the stuff that, that I've done and see what you think. Cause it's like, it's oh, weird. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if weird. it's percussive, I like that percussive. That, that meant that, that could, that has potential for sure for some like cool sounds. I'm sure it already sounds cool, but you know yeah totally dude uh, yeah that's i i'm just so glad i know you because like i've been trying to like find people to like collaborate with creatively because i've been in this like little hermit hole so it's like dude like anytime you guys want to like create things add mishmash throw it all together like i'm so about it yeah <laughs> oh sweet yeah you seem like you've been pretty busy though too like making the masks and and, and doing all that stuff yeah uh, augie of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird i've just sort of tapped into this like flow of like I just trust in spirit and like spirit keeps telling me like do what you love doing and like everything is going to work out for you and that's just kind of what I've been doing you know yeah and it's it's hard to forget that in in a time like this mm -hmm. when there's so much chaos in the world and you know you might have had plans to do x y and z but you know they might be on hold for a little bit or something like that so mm -hmm. you know it's all it's always something and hopefully this reminds people that you know it's Better things are on the horizon. Wow. Don't forget that. Absolutely. I really do feel like we are on the verge of the next great human renaissance. I think, but we just gotta... I do too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, totally, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just, I just... But first, we just have to reckon with the past. Like, you know, Black Lives Matter and indigenous lives. Like, we, there are a lot of things that have been swept under the rug and whitewashed. And that's all got to come to light before we can all move on together. Yeah, because those are things that have been sort of hampering our operating system, if you mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way. They've been holding our 
operating system back. They've been taking up RAM and CPU, and our our computer could be working so much better than mm -hmm. it is without without the like, you know, uh, without these things hampering us. Mm -hmm. it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that we even have to, you know, that these issues are even there. Mm -hmm. You know, cause everyone should just love each other and get along. But I, I wish it was that easy for people. No. Sometimes, <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> right. It, once people are, are heard, like that's the thing is like it, we can. It's it's actually like if everybody is like heard and like they they voice their concerns and like what happened to them and like humans are really good at finding solutions to things, but nobody is just listening to the problems of many groups of people is the the issue, you know. And if we just like cut yeah. through all the noise and listen to like the the really terrible things that have happened to people historically. Then we have like once we get to that point, dude, we're gonna be like left and right, like progress, 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 man. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's it almost reminds me of, I mean, you could kind of see the parallel between what's going on now, of course, on a smaller level, but uh, between I believe the last great renaissance with Shakespeare and all that good stuff was after the plague, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yep. Yeah, so it's almost like you have to have something that comes in it stimulates society it stimulates the world and it out with the old and in with the new yeah kind of it's like uh the world up updating its operating system <laughs> yeah absolutely man and that's it's funny because that's that's alchemy too the, the first phase of alchemy is the black phase where everything must decompose and you add fire to it to like kind of boil all the the excess goo out of it that doesn't that no longer serves and again it's like kind of like what we said about bruce lee it's like absorb what uh what resonates and purge you know what what doesn't that's like all about alchemy and you keep doing that until you find the primo materia that's like the sole source of like the goodness the good good hiding and everything yeah yeah totally we'll, we'll get there yeah we'll i have no there. doubt yeah but i'm excited to see what comes after you know mm -hmm. but what what this sort of what what the next phase will be I, I know it's going to be interesting. I feel like personally, there's a there's a big wave coming, so you know the yep. world needs to get ready for it. Yeah, for sure. Whatever your thing is. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on, man. Well, so where can people find you guys online? Because I mean, like, well, yeah, I I want to have you guys back because like I love like we could have so many conversations about life and electronics and all kinds of stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd love to come back. Right. Um, Let's see. You can find us on Instagram at Omniband. That's at O H M N I band. Uh, you could also find me at Prototype M, P R O T O T Y P E underscore or Prototype M underscore zero one. And uh, where, where can they find you, Victor? Uh, well, yeah, either through the Omni page or through my Insta, it will be uh, Vida Muerte1719. <laughs> yeah, and you can find us on the Omni page. Our, our thing is there in the bio. Right, on, cool. find us. Right yeah, on. and uh, you can also listen to our music on all the streaming platforms. You know, Spotify, all that good stuff. SoundCloud, whatever your your thing is. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here, and I'll definitely have you guys back. And also, like, dude, let's start making some shit together. Like, I'm so I'm down. So yeah. down. Yeah, definitely, man. Be fun. Right on. Thanks man. for having us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, All right. Thank thanks. You.
So there you have it. Definitely check out Omni on all of their social medias. Check out the music video. Um, I'm super excited to bring them back. Uh, if you can't tell, I was pretty excited during this conversation. <laughs> so um, they'll definitely be back and we'll chat and about art, creation, and life, technology, and consciousness, and all that crazy stuff. So until next time, just remember, we all forgot how much we loved each other because we stopped saying it. So to everybody out there listening, I love y'all.